Wow, it's been so long since I last talked to you. <laughs> I don't have any fun, um, I don't have any fun science facts, as we talked about for our last episode, but this was what I was thinking about earlier and just forgot about until now. Barbenheimer. What did you think? We I was obsessed. We both watched Barbie and Oppenheimer at this point. We both? Wait, we it both was... watched Barbie first, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 sorry. I watched I watched Oppenheimer before Barbie. Sorry. But yeah, I watched it on the same, same day. day. I watched it a week apart. Almost a week apart. Um, and I love Barbie. And its success is well-deserved. But I liked Oppenheimer more. Oh, absolutely. And that's just a personal preference because I love historical... Yeah things well i love history um but i love that was something that i didn't know before and so i was introduced to this like slew of information and my favorite thing about oppenheimer and if you've seen you probably know what i mean is that it didn't lose the nuance that a lot of similar movies can do or can lose um when talking about historical events and people like, because when you talk about a mm-hmm. war, or, you know, let's say there's lots of really great movies about Abraham Lincoln. I've probably watched the most amount of Abraham Lincoln movies there are ever known to man. Because um, I love the guy. <laughs> it's my favorite time period, um, is Victorian, and I love the Civil War, and it's just so interesting to me. So I've watched a lot of Abraham Lincoln movies, and so I know a lot of the details that are wrapped up, but not a single one of those movies, I would say captured every single possible detail. Like, every single one of them struggled to get the Mm. nuance that you feel. Like, that makes you feel like you were there. You know? That gets everything. And Oppenheimer, it was a well-deserved, three-hour, mostly dialogue and action. Not action, sorry. Mostly dialogue and, like, flashback, flash-forward moments for a good reason. And that's because it captured the nuance of everything that the movie involved. You know, like from the morality mm-hmm. of mass destruction and weapons use and how like Oppenheimer yeah. felt afterwards and learning, developing his morals, like, oh wait, I changed my mind. And everything else, like all the messed up stuff in his life, everything else that was going on around him, you Oh, it's so good. You get all of it. And I wish the Barbie movie was longer because I wanted more. <laughs> and I, lo- I loved yeah. it so much. It was so amazing. And I cried like a baby. I sobbed. <laughs> Oppenheimer, I felt like I should cry because it was so serious, but I couldn't bring myself to cry. I wanted to, but yeah. I felt like I couldn't, just physically. Like, But Barbie, I... <laughs> Man. Ooh, man. Oh, I my gosh. sobbed my I, eyes out. I, I was them. trying not to, like, choke on my tears. I was sitting directly next to a stranger, and I was like, she's gonna think I'm so weird. Mm-hmm. It was a woman my mom's age, and I was like, I can't sob in front of this stranger. <laughs> so I had to keep it in. Dude, just all of... Yeah, just all of America Ferreira's uh, monologue. Yeah, that's what made me cry. Uh, she just, I, I that's just, what made me mm, cry. Mm, mm. So good, so good. Uh, I we we did me and my sister did the Barbenheimer experience. We went to see Oppenheimer first and then Barbie second, um, which was 
absolutely insane. We were essentially in the movie theater from 5pm till midnight. Uh, we stopped for dinner in between, uh, but still, it was insane. Um, and she dressed up as Barbie, and I dressed up as yep. Oppenheimer. Um, because as much, as much as I loved this Barbie movie, I am not a Barbie fan. It's just, it's just not something I ever, like, I think I've, I've seen all of the, the animation movies. I'm just not a fan of them. I didn't really enjoy playing with Barbie as much as, as I grew up. But, like, I don't dislike Barbie. It's just not something I yeah. played with as a kid. My sister loved Barbie. Uh, but I was so I was stoked. an American Girl doll kid, not a Barbie kid. I was just, I was just not a doll. I was just That's not fair. a doll kid. Like, I had some. I have Barbies. I still have my Barbies. <laughs> I just, I had, like, one Barbie that I really liked. And it was the gymnast Barbie, and she was really flexible. Um, and that was pretty much it. But um, so I guess I guess technically, if I watched the movie, I was a Barbie <laughs> kid. But um, but no, I I loved loved the Barbie movie. Message was great. It was phenomenal. All of the music is oh stuck my gosh, in my same. head. The I'm just Ken song I'm was so Ken. funny. Everywhere absolutely else she sees a friend, <laughs> what will it take for her to see the man behind? Wait, is it behind the ten? Is that what it is? Behind and fight uh, for me. I don't know. I'm just Ken. I guess. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm singing now every episode. It's a challenge. We, uh, I guess there's, as we should, as we should, <laughs> as a, as a, um, uh, which we're talking about today, movies, as a movie kid and someone who took a bunch of like audiovisual classes and I was really involved in video editing and stuff for a while. Oppenheimer is a, like a, a cine, cine, cinematography. It's a masterpiece. Cin- oh. It is a masterpiece. masterpiece. That's all it is. The cinematography I was obsessed with. Just, it's hard to describe in words because I don't always remember the technical mumbo jumbo that comes with it, but the camera angles and the shots and how they placed everything. Just like the the flashbacks and flash forwards were so beautifully executed that I could not get over that. I was sitting there, not even necessarily so in all of the movie, but just how the movie was made, which I found out that was my first Christopher Nolan film. Yes. Watched, here actually which was, i haven't seen i haven't i haven't seen any of the batman movies i they've been a uh, quote-unquote on my list but like that was the first one that i've watched all the way through and it was absolutely gorgeous and now i need to like look up his entire uh not discography but the movie Filmography, version of yeah. discography yes he directed interstellar right that one and it's just Man Hathaway? um i've seen parts i of think he directed i have not that seen one. it all the way through that was one of my ex's favorite movies. He did. Yes, sorry. Um, and when I watched Oppenheimer, when I first walked in there, all I could think about was that fact. And then, <laughs> and then oh, I was no. like, Ugh. but I erased that with the knowledge that Christopher Nolan's brother is also a well direct, a well-to-do director, a very talented man. Um, and he directs the entire Peaky Blinders show, which I'm obsessed with. Like, oh, that's obsessed. fun. Love it so much. And the same, fun fact, the same guy who plays Oppenheimer plays the main guy in Peaky Blinders. Christopher Nolan as a director. Yeah, yeah Killian Murphy. Uh, Christopher Nolan as a director and a producer and a writer has called Killian Murphy for dozens of projects. He's He loves Killian Murphy. And so this was the first big movie of Killian's. He's like, he's obviously very accomplished, but I think he started acting later in life than all of his other co-stars in Oppenheimer, like Matt Damon and Emily Blunt and Florence Pugh and RDJ. Like, RDJ's been famous for decades. Um, so is Matt Damon, actually. Yeah. Um, and Emily Blunt. <laughs> and there's the, Rami Damon. Malek is oh, in it. Yeah. Dennis Quaid's ah. son is in it. 
well, that's how I found out he had a son. Yeah, Jack. Um, <laughs> the guy who plays Han Solo in the Solo movie is in it. Um, he plays the lawyer oh, assistant of RDJ in the little flash forward black and white scenes. Oh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Who also, Casey Affleck is in that. I, I was thinking about that. And I was like, uh, I, I walked out of the theater and looked at my sister and I was like, was that Casey Affleck? Because I only know him from when he was younger from like the Oceans series. And then some lady behind or in front of me was like, yeah, that was Casey Affleck. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a star set of cast. But like Christopher uh, Nolan, he directed, uh, well, they did that entire movie on photochemically printed film. None of that film was digitalized. Mm -hmm. None of it. All of it is on, like... Yeah. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> First of all. But because of the way <laughs> yeah, they right? filmed it and the way they created it and also the aspect ratio that it was filmed, the best experience for it for visual quality and for sound quality is in, like, the 700mm IMAX screens. And there are only, like, 30 of mm -hmm. them in the world. But there are, like, several quote-unquote lesser or smaller versions like smaller screens different ratio screens but that are still IMAX and those are like the next best thing and there was one in like an hour away from me like 30 miles or something um so I was like maybe but it was south for the city and I was like I don't know if I want to go that far and just for a movie uh, but if I went to go see it again yeah. I would be so willing to go the extra mile literally because um it was such a good movie. I want to watch everything else that Christopher Nolan has done because you're right. The cinematography, the angles, the music. Oh my gosh, everything. I was obsessed. Oh, the music. It, I was oh like, I think over to my dad like half a through and I was like, this film has the best soundtrack ever. He was like, oh yeah. <laughs> Fair warning, by the way, guys. I do love it. not go see that movie with a family member. Who closes their eyes when people kiss on screen? Let alone uh, the amount yes. of skin that we I... see of Florence Peele. I would just like to say that for anyone mm -hmm. else who had to go through what I did. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I forgot that it was an R-rated movie, and then me and my sister got carded as we walked into the in the theater. I was like, "Why is this uh, <laughs> R? Got it." <laughs> and then I remembered, and I was like, "Okay." Yeah, because R-rated is just, yeah. you have to be 17 with someone that's 21 or older. Um, but, yeah. yeah. There was actually, there young. was a 10, Still there was young. a 10-year-old kid oh. in the theater at Oppenheimer. It's like, a, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. He came with well, his I dad. Mean, I guess, uh, I mean, buff. yeah, some kids mm -hmm. are different, but I'm like, uh, maybe he was, well, my sister who yeah. went with me, um, no, she didn't, it was my dad. But I told my sister about it, and she was like, what? Like, what kind of parent would do that? You know, if you know the forms produce, you know, beds are going to be <laughs> exposed. Um, and I was like, well, maybe he's a big Batman kid. Like, maybe he's a big Batman fan. And, like, Christopher Nolan, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe that's why. Yeah. And Killian Murphy was in Yeah. Batman, and, so. like, maybe he's a fan of, well, Peaky Blinders is, like, way worse than Hoppenheimer, but let's just, anyway. Um, yeah. But, yeah, if you guys want more of Killian Murphy... Um, go watch Peaky Binders because that's a solid six Peaky seasons Binders. and they're like hour long episodes and there are at least ten. I'm pretty sure well, I think nice. there might be six per season. But they feel a lot longer. Okay. Um gotcha. Yeah, it's a great show. Oh.
everybody, welcome to Behind the Books, a podcast for writers, by writers. I'm Larissa. And I'm LJ. This week we get to talk about one of um, Lonnie's favorite things ever, movies. We'll be going through some of our favorites, as well as some TV shows, and of course how they influence our writing, and what inspiration you can take from them. You can follow us on Instagram at larissagult.author. And at LJ underscore writes, with two S's. Episodes may contain spoilers for a lot of movies and swearing. Anyway, that's literally all we're going to be talking about today is movies. And a good chunk of that is going to go towards my uh, my ever lovely, my ever favorite list my list of movies which whenever whenever if somebody in real life or on you know on instagram or whatever asks me like oh my gosh have you have you seen this movie and if i haven't seen the movie or i'll put it on there it goes on the list quote unquote which is just my giant google sheets it, it would have been excel but google sheets is a little prettier sometimes um of just movies a ton of movies it's movies i've watched movies i want to watch movies I need to see and like what I'm gonna watch next so I can decide what I want to do um but I I did a post on this once before but um I have currently the running total on there is 1,129 movies which is um a little a little insane I may be a little insane but I started this I think last winter um and uh yeah that's pretty much that, that's it. I have a lot of stuff, so I have- this is gonna be me talking about uh, Google Sheets a, a lot. I'm just going over the columns, but I have, like, I have a section where it goes over, like, if I've watched it, if I've unwatched it, which is where some of the counts go off of, and then the watch- I have a watch next feature, which is, like, when I want to watch a movie soon. If it's a rewatch or a, um, or a new one, I'll change it to that watch next feature, and, like, if there's a watch next feature, like, or if I want to watch it next, I'll do that, and then that'll go onto a separate list uh, on a, on the different tab of the sheet that'll, like, collect all the movies that I want to watch soon. And so then, of course, it's all alphabetized, so I have, you know, all of the- all of them in order of that. And then in the in the main sheet, I've got what year it's come out, what the what the movie is rated, like you know PG thirteen, R, PG, G, yada yada, all that stuff. Um, my own personal rating, which I track these things on a, uh, a uh, on a base of five stars. So you know three three stars, four stars, five stars. Five stars are my favorite movies. Four stars are. I generally give most movies around three or four stars just because it's really hard for me to find a movie that I don't like. Like, like I just enjoy movies. Um, like, they could be stupid, but, She's like, I She's rated all the Barbie them. movies two stars except for one, and that was three stars, and that was the three miscuities one. Just saying. That is the only Personally, valid. Personally, I think you should rate The Twelve Dancing Princesses three stars because that's the one that gave me nightmares as a child. <laughs> The Twelve Dancing Princesses one is really good. Uh, the new Barbie movie that we just talked about, that one is rated four stars. Um, so, and the rest of them, the two star rating is, is it seems bad, but on my tracking of movies, it, it just means that I don't want to rewatch it. It, it like it was a, it was a decent, but it's just not something I find myself desiring to rewatch. Like I don't want to go watch Barbie and a Mermaid Tale two again. What? Like I don't care. Um, but it doesn't mean it was no. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to watch them. It's so boring. Um, but the, and then a one star. A one star is one star. I just I didn't like it. 
Uh, not that I, maybe I didn't like it, but it was- I'm so enjoying looking at this Google Sheet. Like, I'm just, like, pouring over all this information. Like, <laughs> amazed at the time and the genius and the design. Like, you guys, this is- Wow. You know what that meme that just made me think of? I have no idea what it's from. Mm-hmm. It's from a comedy show. Don't know what it is. Not The Office. Maybe Brooklyn 99. I don't know. Maybe Superstore. But it's like, it's the meme. Somebody says a thing- and someone goes, are you sure? Or something like, what? And the person responds and goes, you think a depressed person could make this? That's what made me think of <laughs> I don't know why, but that's what popped in my head. And <laughs> the amount of time that this, I, this I is love me. it so much. Look at that. Thank you. I will, I will put a new, I'll put a new, um, updated version um of the of the posts that i've been doing um on my instagram this color somewhere. wheel is so satisfying she has a color wheel of the um genres guys um action is the most i knew that oh so on the on the thing after after each rating which like i said i'll, I'll do an updated version of like uh, a post on my instagram so if you want to see pictures of this go check that out because i know it's bad to just explain something visually on a audio podcast but whatever that's what we're doing um and so i've got like notes sections which i personally think i'm hilarious and don't write like actual reviews <laughs> in my own notes i just talk about funny things that i think happened in there a year without um, santa claus that one is so funny I'm Mr. White Christmas. Yeah, I just, I'm Mr. Snow. It's it's just that. I actually thought of the sound on the internet with I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm high on crack. <laughs> I'm high on crack. Anyway, yeah, you know. exactly. Exactly. I love it. Uh, then I have three separate columns for genres because, you know, like movies can be multiple genres and this will come back into the tie in later. So like, you know, um, what's an, what's an example back, back to the future is science fiction, comedy and time travel. Like it's, it's all three of those. Um, and so then I have a I have a little space for series. So like if there's a movies that's a part of a series and they're not necessarily always titled the same thing, um, I can go find them easily. Then when you run into things like you know Bad Boys, Bad Boys Two, Bad Boys for Life, you know it's one two three. So um, it's pretty simple. But then I have a little section where I get to put a little heart emoji on my favorite emojis or on my favorite movies. So they uh, you know like Baby Driver is a favorite movie of mine um so that has a little heart emoji on there because it's great so and then my personal favorite part of all of this is that i tri- okay okay um i am a really big spreadsheet nerd it's what i do for my job it's or like i work with spreadsheets for my job i do them for fun i don't just have a movie list i have a google spreadsheet for movies books tv podcasts and musicals and plays that i do for fun I do for fun. Like I like I just make this I make this up. I'm apartment apartment hunting on spreadsheets. I like do tracking lists and packing lists on spreadsheets. Like I do too much stuff with spreadsheets. It's so much fun. Apartment hunting, that's a new one. Oh, uh, that is a new one. It's it's pretty recent. But um, nice. I gotta figure out what I gotta do, right? Um but uh it's thrilling. Um it's awful actually. I hate it. Damn, I just get excited about on Notion, like making tables and stuff to track my characters so that I know what injuries they have. So I don't give them too many. Oh, God. And they don't <laughs> die from them. Or, like, their survival isn't unrealistic. 
Like, I tracked their status, yeah, whether they're alive or dead or they're not here yet, like, in the future. And then I have, like, protagonist, love interest, mm. device, trauma source, question mark, antagonist. <laughs> the device is just, like, I use you when I need to. Oh, I so most of the parents it. are simultaneously device, trauma source, and side, like, for side character. Um, and oh, then, iconic. yeah, iconic. and then I do, I track my word counts for my whips, um, per chapter, and then I tag them with, like, drafted, edited, done, and then I have a little check mark for posted, for the fanfics anyway, and then I have, like, mini scenes are not in order, mm-hmm. or drafting, and they all have different colors, and they all look so nice, and I'm oh, addicted to so making them, fun. because as soon as I finish one, I'm like, I want to make another. And uh-huh. I just turned yep. into a monster for a second. Um, but, like, it's just so oh, you're fun. Good. I understand the appeal. It's fantastic. Yeah. This, this isn't even my writing. I have a writing spreadsheet as well where I track, like, all the times I write and, like, what whip, whip I write for and how many words I write in a year. We've talked about that a little bit here. But maybe maybe Larissa will let me do another spreadsheet episode where I can talk <laughs> about that one, too. Maybe but, I uh, will. But uh, my favorite, my favorite thing on this entire spreadsheet, and the nerdy, one of the nerdiest parts of it, is that I track how many times I watch a movie. So I have uh, a number on there, which I, I have some formulas that I'll go talk about in a minute. But like, whenever I watch a movie, I'll go put in a number one, and if I rewatch it, I'll put in a number two. So like, you know, I've seen. Um, I've seen, uh, like, Die Hard four times now, um, so I, I track that. And then oh, I also- Thank you. And that was, that's, that's been our Christmas tradition. We watch Die Hard, which is so funny, because Die Hard is a Christmas Duh. movie, and everybody can fight me on that. Um, I also saw, I, I'm also pretty sure Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie, so, um, I'll fight for that uh, one, too. yeah, definitely. Um, and then I can- I 100% agree. Yeah, Absolutely. I keep some more than, like, general movie stats. These are kind of new, so I need to add them to a lot more movies on my list. I keep, like, the runtime, how long the movie is. So, like, you know, um, what's it? Den of... Oh, I guess I don't have Den of Thieves on there. Demolition Man, which is an 80s movie that I like, is an hour and 55 minutes-ish. Um, some of the stats aren't right, because I kind of just Google them and figure it out. But, you know, I'll go be more accurate later. Um, then I'll do I'll do stuff... Uh, I, I, I mark the director... Um, so, like, Jason, Jason Bourne, like, that series, uh, Paul Greengrass did the, you know, most recent one, but a different guy did some of the trilogy for the, the Bourne, uh, stuff, um, and I just didn't scroll to that right now, and then I keep track of the actors, because I've been made it my own personal, like, goal to be able to recognize a ton of actors in a movie, and I'll, I, like, I want to be able to, you know, go to a movie and be like, oh, that's this guy, that's this girl, that's this, this person, this guy, blah, 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 um, I do that too, but I'm not sophisticated enough to get a spreadsheet for it. And I just, I just love it. So that's <laughs> like, that's the, that's, that's the, the data input side of things. Then I have a stats sheet, which is a tab on the same, within the same sheet, where I keep all of like my fun information. So I have my watch next list, which is like all the movies that I want to watch next. So currently, my current list is um, Accident Man, Argo, uh, Disney's Newsies, Bro- the Broadway musical. Uh, Interstellar, I want to rewatch Mission Impossible, I want to rewatch Patriot Games, I want to watch Stillwater, uh, want to rewatch Tag, and then Terminator 2 Judgment Day, and then rewatch Tombstone, which we just talked about. And I think there was a movie I needed to add, a Clue. I needed to rewatch Clue on here. And so 
And then it depends on like whether or not I had to record it or whatever. So sometimes I have to, it like it doesn't come out till a certain day or whatnot. So I, I keep a track of that. Um, I keep a current list of favorite movies and how many times I've watched them. Um, so my, uh, what's the most? I want to guess. Oh, please guess. Don't look and guess. I already know. Uh-huh. But I would have guessed this before I saw it. Mm-hmm. So it still counts. Okay. The Avengers. Of course. Is the top. So I, and I think Tangled is also the top. So I, I don't, I have them, uh, the, yes, that is, that is correct. Those are some of, those are in my top five. The way I have it set it up in my sheet is it still lists it alphabetically because of the, I used a filter formula in there. So it just draws based on whether or not I have the heart emoji in, it's in the favorite column. So it doesn't have them on like list of things, but those, I, those are. But you do have the count watch, yes, right? Yes, yes. Those are yeah, the Yeah, I think you've watched watch. Avengers the most. Yes. Those, both of those are not e- exact numbers because like I said, I've watched these movies before I made the spreadsheet. The spreadsheet is probably six, eight months ho- old or something. Um, so it's really not that, it's really right. not that old. And I can't tell you officially how many times I've watched the Avengers or Tangled because it's, it's probably an insane number, but I started on a pretty average. So currently with up to date and theoretical numbers, I have them both watched 12 times, which is way low. It is way underestimated, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm giving myself the benefit of a doubt a, the a doubt a benefit of the <laughs> doubt here, but my uh, the current full list I have 17 favorite movies, <laughs> which there it's Baby Driver, Clue, Four Brothers, Hot Shots, Jurassic Park, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which is up there with the Avengers, the Avengers and Mr. and Mrs. Smith, my top two movies. Oh yeah, ever ever I've seen them so many times. Then the whole Ocean's Eleven series, Tangled, The Accountant, The Avengers, the whole Born Identity series, which I just list like the first one. I don't list like all of them in there, but The Departed, The Hitman's Bodyguard, which is also coming up there on how many times. Um, The Incredibles, The Mummy, only the 1999 version, not Tom Cruise's versions. Get that shit out of here. We're not watching that one. Um, The Outfit. Oh my god. Okay. So the other day, Mm -hmm. the other day I mentioned The Mummy to my dad. Uh Uh-huh. And every time I've mentioned The Mummy to my dad, he always goes, the Tom Cruise one? Oh, I'm like, no! Mm-mm. You heathen! Nope. Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz, nothing else. <laughs> oh, I agree. My dad is a big Tom Cruise fan, and like his whole era of movies is very popular with my parents' favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So they both know Tom Cruise more than they know Brendan Fraser. Gotcha. Which is weird, because they're like older than I am, and I feel like they would know mm-hmm. Whatever. That's beside the point. Yeah. Did you say Rachel? How did you say your last name? I have no. Um, I have no idea how to pronounce your name, so I say Weez. I, I think it's pronounced Weiss. I'm not gonna lie. Get, no idea. No idea. I have an awful time pronouncing names. But anyway. the, like the way that you pronounced it just caught me off guard. Uh, so I think I said Rachel Weez. <laughs> what a dad. Yeah. I don't know. I have yeah. no idea how to pronounce. I'm just really curious. really anyway, bad at pronouncing. Anyway, that was mostly it. The last two ones were the outfit, which is really good, and I still think you should watch that. And the proposal because I love Ryan Reynolds um, and Sandra Bullock. I love both of them. I just that is the only rom com movie that I like. That's like genuinely is the only kind of like romance one. <laughs> your notes on American your, your your notes on American Psycho. That was a movie, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that one it was a movie. That was a fun one. 
Okay, so I know what the proposal is about, but what's the outfit about? So the outfit, uh, which I think we've talked about it before, but you you would really like it. It's like a 1920s gangster Chicago film, but it's oh, but 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 it's uh, the 1920s may be wrong, but it is right up your alley. It's Dylan O'Brien, um, crap, what's his name? <gasps> Uh, well, Dylan O'Brien's the good guy. The, not the good guy, but Dylan O'Brien's in it, and I can't remember I the other guy. I love Dylan O'Brien. But, but no, the movie is literally incredible, because, so it's about this tailor. Um, I don't want to say it's Mark Rylance, but I think it is. Um, um, it's about this tailor who opens up a shop in, like, you know, right in Chicago gangster territory, yada yada, all that stuff, and there's this theoretical, or this, not magical group, but this, you know, this gang group called The Outfit, which kind of is like, like a secret sorority of gangs type of stuff but it, for like uh you know like al capone type level of gangs and so there's this gang who like, like runs who runs a shop um out of or who runs a section of this english guy's shop this tailor's shop and they call him english that's he's english that's why um and so then they get they start like figuring out this stuff from the outfit and it's a whole mystery and it's literally one of the most incredible movies i've ever seen it's it's like it's like a one setting movie that sounds so good. It, they they go between like three rooms the entire movie and it is perfection i like i've listened to the soundtrack to write so many essays like it's so good it's i now I think I kind of want to rewatch it tonight. So it's literally incredible. I cannot recommend recommend it enough. Um, it's incredible acting, great music, a great plot twist. Never saw it coming. It is a little slow in the beginning, but you just got to bear through it because it's worth it in the end. So, um, so yeah. that's that's that. Those are the favorite movies. And then I have because I like counting them. I gotta do something with the numbers, right? So the current running total Duh. of movies that I have on this list, either watched or unwatched or all of them, is one thousand one hundred and twenty-nine, which is just a little bit, oh just a little bit. I've watched four hundred and forty of them. I have unwatched, or I have not watched six hundred and seventy-seven of them, which works out to be about thirty-nine percent, which are all numbers on there. Uh, the most I've seen one movie is 12 times. Like I said, it's about to be Tangled or The Avengers, but, uh, whichever one yeah, I watch next- counted anyway. Which I've counted. Yeah, exactly. Whichever one I watch again, which will probably be Tangled, will now be number- lucky number 13. So, and then the longest I've watched was 3 hours and 14 minutes, which I'm pretty sure- it just- I just beat it. I don't remember what it was. It used to be the second Avatar, but now I can't remember what- the um what the uh three fourteen was oh Titanic I had watched I just added the Titanic to the list and I watched it when I was a kid so that was the longest movie that I had seen evidently um so then my sister just watched that it's pretty and good she texts me when she's done she goes that was a sad romance movie I'm like what did you expect <laughs> people are dying mm -hmm. yep. It is 1913 and people are dying! And it's the Titanic. What did you think was going to happen? Exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, that kind of is included in the statement, people are dying. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> she only texted me because she was hogging her Netflix account and I told her to tell me when she was done. And she told me when she was done and she goes, that was a sad movie. I'm like, you think? <laughs> now give me back the Netflix. Heck yeah. Uh, then I have a bunch of random stats that I added in there, just like the percentage of what I've rated the movie. So 42% of the movies I've seen have been three stars. Um, and then four stars and five stars is 17 and 18% respectively. So 
lots of lots of lots of fun movies that's for sure um i have a i have a fun little and i made graphs out of those and the ratings as well like how how like i made a little bar graph for each one of those um way over on the like the right side of the sheet to like like i've seen or like 185 of the movies have been three stars which is where that um that 43 percent 42 percent excuse me comes from um and i i've seen 448 PG-13 movies compared to, you know, 374 R-rated movies. And then the other ones are significantly less because I watch more adult movies now, you know? I'm not necessarily a PG kid anymore, so... Um, because you are an adult. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. I have a... I added a fun little feature the other day. I've literally... I've, I I just love... I love my spreadsheets <laughs> so much. Um, uh, I added a fun little feature. I love, I love just getting to listen to you talk about this. This is just amazing. <laughs> this, I love it. This literally... We haven't even... There's... There, nothing about this part is writing related yet and quite frankly i don't know when we're gonna get to that because well i mean we told everybody we were gonna talk about movies yeah so this is this is movies um i have a fun little i have two little sections where one of them is a little checkbox underneath a random watch next and underneath a random movie which means when i go click that checkbox it'll randomly generate one of the movies mm-hmm. um so if i do the random movie list it'll pick a list it'll pick a random movie out of all of my movies that i have listed and it'll give me a random one so like i'll click it right now and the random movie was if i can oh i can't click it uh, that's fine i'll click it on my other one i gave like i had a shared copy on this one and i shared the one and i guess i can't click it here that's okay um but like i'll yeah, should do the comment permissions yeah, yeah, I forgot about that, but, so, anyway, I can click the thing, and it'll give me a random movie, and then the same thing for my watch next list, like, I have a lot of movies that I want to watch next, but I don't always know, like, which, on what order I, like, if I want to watch one tonight, or tomorrow, or stuff like that, so it'll just give me a bunch of there, so. Then, oh, gotta take a breath, I have my whole genre breakdown, which is where all the three separate columns of genres come in, um, because, and so obviously the numbers are pretty high because a movie can be, you know, multiple things, like an action and a drama movie, and that's where that counts, but it looks at all three of those columns and counts how many of them are action or drama or romance or science fiction or yada yada yada, all that stuff, which that goes into a really big pie chart, <laughs> which the, um, delightful pie chart it's so fun there's lots of colors on it action is unsurprisingly the biggest uh biggest section i have 336 movies that are some way classified as action which is 12.2 percent um because that's it's still out of 1200 1100 movies so it's quite a bit but like you know there's a lot of stuff a lot of comedy i've got 241 of those and then some like i have i have them split up into like some smaller categories as well like i have pirate for pirates of the caribbean and there's only five of those because pirates of the caribbean is kind of the only ones i've watched of pirate type movies or know of pirate type movies so it really just depends but like star wars is its own section so it has 11 movies and marvel has its own section so there's 64 marvel related things um which i don't know if that's right at this point but i don't know why there's 64 there's got to be something wrong with that. i have another spot pirate movie you can add oh please when do. you put all of the chronicle of narnia movies on your watch list because you should out immediately uh, uh-huh you can tag them as adventure or whatever, mm-hmm. or action or fantasy, whatever you do, uh-huh. and then have pirates as the third one on Voyage of the Dawn Treadmill. Okay. Because there are pirates in Perfect. it. Perfect. That I so will. So you know. Yes, ma'am. Will do. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's, that's, that's my, that's my movie list. Um, 
That's literally the whole thing. I'm gonna go through my notes and find some of the funny notes because I think they're. I write little notes to myself when I when I write like a like a little rating they are so of funny. the review. Um, it's uh, it, it it's it's it's. I I think I'm funny. I think I'm hilarious. Here's one. Kind of funny, kind of not, but it wasn't horrible. Question mark. <laughs> yes. Uh, dang it! I'm not at the top. I need to go back to the top. Um. I have for for Big Hero Six. I just have Fallout Boy question mark in all caps. Um, <laughs> That's true. Um, I like Adam Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> question mark for for the Cars movie. My note is: How did I never realize this was Owen Wilson? Because it took me up until about six months ago to realize that Owen Wilson was the voice of Lightning <laughs> McQueen. Um, and I was like. Hello. I watched that. I watched that too many times when I was a kid because it was one of my dad's favorite movies, mm-hmm. and I can no longer watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's 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 good. I enjoy it. But the one that we talked about before the recording started for Die Hard and Die Hard Two, they're very funny because the Die Hard is my Christmas movie, obviously. Um, and Die Hard, it, the little note is find your goddamn shoes, sir, uh, because it's ridiculous. And then Die Hard Two has. This poor family has been through enough um, because they are uh, ridiculous. But that is, um, those are a lot, a lot of them are uh, fever dream movies uh, because it's like, I remember watching this and then I just like don't remember that it was actually as weird as it was. Um, And it's just, it's insane, but it's fun. And yeah. I don't know. That's um, that's that's my movie list. So let's go to the writing part of this. Unless um, I love this for you. Thanks. This is so funny. But so I mean, obviously, uh, writing and or not writing, but movies and TV shows and like any kind of media have had a very big inspiration on you know my writing, which we talked about this a little bit at the origin stories because I was re-listening to it the other day. Um, and, like, like literally the point of Crossfire would not exist without Hawkeye. And so, you know, without Marvel, without the Avengers, without Hawkeye, which I guess he's a comic character, but the movies is what we got, what, what got me into them. Like, without all of that, uh, Haw- Crossfire would not exist. And, like, some of my favorite genres would not Neither exist. Neither would Evan Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, and half of the stories nope. that I would have thought of wouldn't ex- wouldn't have existed if I hadn't watched, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith or The Outfit or, you know, The Incredibles. The Incredibles is the only reason why nuclear exists, which I don't know if I've said that before, but it's literally because I yeah. was watching The Incredibles and I was like, hey, I need a family of superheroes in my life. And then nuclear was created. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's just insane how much it is a part of it and I mean like I'm not gonna complain because I love it and plus I get to enjoy movies movies have very much been like my 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 biggest hyper fixation for probably the last six months which at that point I don't even know if it's a hyper fixation but it uh definitely was when I was making this spreadsheet that's all I lived and breathed was making (laughs) this spreadsheet it took me way too long to make it but um it's just it's you gotta like you gotta find inspiration where it comes for your writing and mine happened to come from movies and it is still a very big reason why I write vibe scenes why there's you know things I would love to potentially like write a movie direct a movie something one day like it's just it's it's so much fun and it's absolutely ridiculous 
So yeah, that's I've it. I've always dreamed of directing a movie. We should, we should, we should write and direct a movie. Let's make a movie. If we could, if we could, I. Yeah, Lauren's going to film school. Yeah. So when she's done, we'll hit her up. Heck yeah. And we will create the movie that we dream of. LDF, we're um, calling you. Calling you up. I'm calling you, Lauren. Also, your book is an instrumental part of this podcast because it's holding up one of Lonnie's devices. It is. Laura, the uh, Just so you know. the unanswered question is holding up the other end of my mic right now because I have it on a weird angle. And um, so, yeah, it's there in the Bible. Those are the two things holding up my <laughs> microphone right now. So um, I don't know what that means. There's symbolism in there somewhere. But uh, who knows? <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it was so funny to me. <laughs> I think it's because it's 9.30 at night and we've been recording for way so long. <laughs> it's 10.30 at night for me. There's no writing that's happening after this. No. I was naive. I was like, what if we have time? No, I'm going straight to bed. You want to guess what I'm going to do after this? Watch a movie. Yeah. That's, it's about, that's about it, so... That was, yeah. that was, that, that's yeah, all I had. I just, I just love movies. That's, um, that's, that's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've always wanted to direct one. Um, if there is ever an adaptation of my series, and I doubt there will be, but I don't want to be too pessimistic. Um, in case they ever take off, or in case an indie film company mm-hmm. is like, hey, or in case Lauren is like, hey! Yeah. Um, or like another one of my readers like gets into film and is like, we need to do this. Um, that would be something I would want to be involved in. I would want to rewrite it for the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd keep a lot of the same things. I've always believed that there should be no extra or no less characters. Mm-hmm. And the plot should stay the same. But to add like new fresh details. Gotcha. Okay. Um, that would be amazing. Um, but... And you can tell I've thought about this a lot. Yeah. Um, I, well, Marvel movies, for example, like, if they didn't exist, I haven't come up with exist. Yeah. Like, my, I would never have started writing, actually, and I don't know where I would be. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel movies have literally changed my life. And so, Age of Ultron was the original favorite. Ah, good one. I like Age of Ultron. And, yeah, so I wasn't, like, in the era of, Avengers fanfic, like the original Avengers movie, like the Pop Tarts and Events mm-hmm. kind of oh, era. Clinton events. <laughs> I did oh. I did read them afterwards, but um I was in the Age of Ultron fanfic era. Mm-hmm. And so that really inspired me to like start. And then after that obviously the series has grown into something way bigger. Obviously. Um but I wrote most of it to fit pretty well on the screen, actually. Oh, okay. There are so many moments when I'm writing a scene, not just on Ivankov. Um, there are so many moments when I'm like, man, this would look way better on TV. Mm-hmm. Because you can capture the nuance and the micro-expressions yeah. of everyone. And the millions of times that you describe a quirk in, like, the eyebrows or the nose or the face or, like, the hands, like, those motions are not repetitive on the screen. Yeah. And I have so many characters who have, like, 
repetitious behavior and like expressions Mm -hmm. or I want to describe a micro expression but I can't because it doesn't fit in the scene or I describe it like 20 times already (laughs) it's like ah because you don't want to repeat a detail so much yeah I had a very hard time with that in Breaking Free um that's one of the weaknesses in my writing um but like, and I'm getting better at it, but it's very hard to describe something physically. Yeah. Like, yeah, without getting boring and without getting, like, too repetitive. Yeah. Which so, which is but, not an issue people run into in movies, because it's just all visual. Exactly! Mm-hmm. You don't notice it with your eyes. Yeah. You don't notice it. And so I think that's why the Ivan Cuff books would thrive so well on the screen. Yeah. Um, because you, I think you'd be able to understand the characters a lot more. Um, so maybe that is the medium I should have done it in, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, There's always like, time, at least, with book and movie adaptations. Like, oh, the book, yeah. always. The book comes, eh, the book doesn't always come first, but the book most of the time comes first, so. Yeah, exactly. And so, on, just for fun, you know, I've thought about it a lot, if Ivan Kopp was adapted to the screen. I would want it to be a TV show. That would be fun. Not a movie, because mm-hmm. then you'd only have five of them. Yeah. <laughs> but if you did a show, you could have, like, ten seasons. That'd be fun. Like, up to. Yeah. Like, you could do, like, a one book mm-hmm. over several, like, two seasons. I think Breaking Free, maybe. Maybe one season. Maybe. Yeah. But I think two would be cool, because then you get to have, well, for people who have read it. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but for people who have read it, um, there's a lot more that can happen in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so to stretch that out and adapt it to the screen where it makes more sense would be cool because you can show a lot more that way. Um, but yeah, I've thought about it a lot. I've thought about writing how the death scene in Breaking Free would translate to the screen. Ooh, that'd be and, fun. And like, I've thought about like, wow, if I like wrote, you know, the screen version or at least wrote with someone who's more familiar with screenwriting, yeah. I wouldn't want to do it all myself. Yeah. Um, because they're professionals yeah. <laughs> in screenwriting anyway. And, like, working... I would want to be a director, yeah. not producer. They, they don't do much in the terms of creative control of the show. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Um, they mostly schedule stuff. Um, executives do that, too. But if I was, like, working with this, like, whole team, I got to watch... Like, I got to stand on set and watch the actress for, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Oh, imagine if I got to watch that happen in front of my eyes. I would probably sob. Oh, yeah. Like, I would just be like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) this is everything I have ever dreamed of. Exactly. And you can never describe things exactly how you want in your head in a book. Right? Like, everybody visualizes things differently. So I think it would be really cool to be very specific with the set design and the prop department. Mm. <laughs> be like, no, this is the right one. Yeah. This is exactly what we need. This is this is what fits the character. This is what fits the whole thing. Because even if I don't recognize it in my head yet, I have a very distinct picture for what everything should look like. Mm-hmm. And I hope it's communicated in the books. But if it's not, and someone tries to design a set, and I'm like, no. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that would just be so much fun to, like, not only, like, give new life, but just, like, bring it to new life. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole story. Not just give it new things, but 
oh my goodness, it'd be so so much fun. That would be incredible. If you ever make those and, you, I would need, want to and you need it. some help, I'll, I'll uh, I yeah, I'll <laughs> you'll be the first one. Yeah. Um, you'll be the first one. You uh, you, um, you didn't hear it from me, but I have thought actually, <laughs> I have thought quite a few times about taking my current whip, the uh, I'm calling it the B and E, and turning it into a short film. And if I have enough time, and when I have some space of my own, like to like space without roommates or you know stuff as well, I do intend on filming um some type of adaptation because just with the idea, I it's uh would die kind of fun. and I would literally I would literally fly to go see you so, to do it for you uh, because I would, I, I'm not even kidding yeah. like it's that would be awesome it it, it is it is. It's just it's it's been an idea bouncing around in my head for a few months now, or pretty much since the creation of the whip, because it will work as a book, uh, very much so, but it will also have some pretty fun formatting as a short film. So I'm considering it. So we'll see how it goes. I have to write the damn thing first. So you know, <laughs> whatever I guess. Oh, you're making progress. I am. I am. Uh, I will. We'll see how it goes. But but yes. So I also think it would be so cool. I would love to have Crossfire and Nuclear as movies. I think they'd be so much fun. Um, oh my god! Yeah. Plus, I I just duh. Just, uh, I don't know. I think it's not that it's standard for all writers, but I think it's always kind of ex like exciting. I think it, all writers are excited at the possibility of not 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 just their you know their their writing becoming famous, but like you know just the recognition of the writing, whether that's in the book itself or through adaptations or whatever. Because I mean, there are a ton of books coming out now that are like getting movie adaptations and stuff, um, and it's and it's it's just all it's it's so incredible. So I don't know. I just love movies. Yeah, I just think they're so fun. I just Same. think they're neat, like that one. That one Simpsons. <laughs> I just think they're neat. I just think they're neat. <laughs> <laughs> Me with all my like, yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Me with all my mushroom things. Oh heck yeah, dude. Me with. I just think they're neat. I just think they're neat. I have fully re gone back into the whole shark shark obsession. Um, I kind of thought it came out of nowhere, but then I, I was talking idea. with my mom the other day. She was like, "Oh yeah, no, as a kid, you were obsessed with sharks," and I was like, "That makes sense." And I just completely <laughs> forgot about it, and and then it's back. So you know, I just love sharks. That doesn't surprise me at all. I just love sharks. I love movies. This is um this is a little um, change of vibe from our last episode because we were like so oh my god informational so and, hyper and, and all that stuff and this one I'm just I love we're movies. so energetic it's we're so energetic it's been a long time guys it's ten thirty at night for me and I'm it, this is very chill this is a very chill vibe I like it I like it we recorded two <laughs> episodes in a row so uh this is the second episode and our energy levels are uh very much lower but I'm here for it it's just casual that's what we get for doing a two-hour episode of the first one yeah yeah it wasn't even like a regular length episode that was a long one so oh i mean we're at an hour now we're just about to be so we're not that bad but <laughs> but yeah well that was kind of it yeah, this 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 movie list is great oh thank you um, like I love it. like i said I'll, I'll i'll make another i'll make another instagram post at some point with some updated versions so you guys can go take a look and not just have to you know listen uh, listen to you know me talk about it but if you ever have any questions about my movie list you are more than welcome to come in and <laughs> dm me and ask about them because i will gladly spill and always i will always take movie recommendations if there is a movie that you know you think 
that you want to share or whatever that you want to see that you think I should see, if I haven't seen it already, I will absolutely put it on the list. Like, I am always adding new movies to the list. So if you got movie recommendations, send them to me. I'll watch them. It may be years from now, but I'll watch them. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, you have mostly unwatched movies. Hey, about 40% is not that bad. Like, it... It's just because I keep adding, I keep adding a lot of movies and that I haven't obviously haven't seen. So, uh, but forty percent ain't bad. So I'll take it. Take a little bit. But. <laughs> I'm just like scrolling through the list. Um, I see Frozen on there. You rated Frozen two stars. Oh, cause it got annoying with all the songs. I can't with you. I can't. Okay, no, okay. The that. only reason I've watched Frozen as many times as I have is because of the kids I used to babysit. Like, I watched it once in theaters, and it was very good in theaters. What? But then I got annoyed because I kept hearing all the songs over and over and over again, because I would watch them with the kids, and it just got annoying. But I could sing right now. No, please. But I won't. Please don't. I love you. Please don't. I could. I could. You could. I know you could. I you to know that. I know you could. I am scared at your power. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that's um, my yeah, I love, I, guys, context, I love Frozen a lot. Um, it's one of, I think it is my favorite Frozen, uh, Disney movie ever. Okay. Right next to Tangled. Mm-hmm. And I think they're tied. I but w- I just... I'm sorry. Yeah, I just, I just, I love Frozen so much, and I don't really care that some of the songs are replayed because, I guess, it's a childhood fave. I was a kid when it came out, mm-hmm. and um, I went and saw it in theaters, and I can remember it, like, picture, like, like very clear, very vividly. Um, my older sister, my younger sister, and my dad had previously seen the movie. Mm. And then all five of us, so me and my mom, hadn't seen it yet. We went back. We went to the theater. And my sisters were both sitting next to me. And they literally laughed in my face when the Hans betrayal came up on the screen. And I was so shocked. I was like, guys, you were shocked. Like, give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, like, I got goosebumps in the theater hearing Let It Go for the first time. Mm. And... I don't think I saw Frozen 2 in the theaters, which is actually a tragedy because I would have been obsessed. Yeah. But I was a Frozen kid, and now I'm 19. <laughs> See, I'm going to be, like, 20 in the spring. Oh. And I'm terrified. I'm going to be in my 20s. Like, what? Old. Wh- what? Old. What is going... You are older than me, so be <laughs> quiet. I'm just, like, I not. I can't cope with the fact that I'm going to be 20... And Frozen was, like, my childhood. Yeah. It's... Like, that doesn't seem... Like, that movie doesn't seem that old, but... Let's see. Let's look on my I, movie I list had a, at I what had a, year it came I out. I had a Frozen-themed birthday party. Guess what year it came out, if you if you aren't looking at it, or if you it don't know it by... 2014. 13. Close. 13. Ah, oh, so close. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, it's, it's 10 years old. I'll give you... I'll give you this. Frozen is two stars because Frozen 2 is three stars. I liked the sequel yes. better than the first one. So I just I'm not surprised. wouldn't rewatch Frozen by choice. That's the only reason why it's two stars. <laughs> um, <laughs> only by not choice. Only if I was I forced. Watch it we, can, we can watch Frozen. We'll watch Frozen. <laughs> Yay! Oh.
Guys. Guys. We'll watch Frozen. And then then I'll read okay, Narnia, and then we can go watch Narnia. Yay! Yeah. She really does love me, you guys. I do love you. I promise. You love me <laughs> you love me enough to let us let me have a whole episode about just talking about my movie <laughs> spreadsheet. So I think we well, love each duh. other. <laughs> this is true. Duh. Um it's very entertaining, not just for me, but for everybody involved. Hopefully um, for you guys too. Yeah. I know this isn't the typical <laughs> writing stuff, um uh or even bookish. I mean it's a little bit. We added that little segment in there in the middle and that'll 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 be enough for me. So <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Um oh. yeah, but I mean Frozen Two, I can see why a lot of people like it better than the first one. Um I think I I, I like Kristoff better in the second one. Um but that's because he's like mm-hmm. a main character in it. Um yeah. But Anna, I think I, I I think I like the movie most because I like Anna a lot. Um gotcha. I just relate to her a lot. And then the Frozen Broadway musical, both Anna and Elsa have more songs. Ah, uh, okay. And their songs are like so good monster, which uh, Elsa sings. <laughs> but my favorite version is sung by Cassie Levy. That song hits so so good you guys need to look it up on spotify or apple wherever i don't care right now mm-hmm. as soon as you're done with this cue it up right now search <laughs> it pull out your phone monster cassie levy frozen broadway um it is so good it's when elsa is in the ice castle and hans and the goons are coming to get her and it's when the chandelier drops in the movie Ooh. but it does the same thing in the- oh my god <clears throat> so good <laughs> I, I, this is, yeah, this is why I'm a menace, is because I love Frozen a lot. Hey, that's okay. We, yeah, we love it. So, woohoo. If you love me enough to watch Frozen, then, you know, I'll as well. <laughs> I do. I'll watch Frozen <laughs> with you. In the Narnia I can't ones. even, I can't even bargain and say you'll watch my favorite movie, because you enjoyed Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So, that, this that's, very true. that's it. That's my favorite movie. Is that is true. my, that is my, well... So my airplane movie is Mr. and Mrs. Smith, always. I love that one. I have it downloaded on my phone. Plus, it's just, you know, my favorite movie ever. But when I'm in the mood to, like, rewatch something, and it, it's not always... Like, if it's not a specific movie, my go-to rewatch is The Hitman's Bodyguard. It's ridiculous. It's it's. I can't even say it's a good movie. It's just so fun. <laughs> I said I'd rewatch the uh, the outfit, but now I kind of want to rewatch the Hitman's Bodyguard. That one's at nine right now. I've and that one is a solid count. I started <laughs> counting that one when I watched it, so I have legitimately watched that movie nine times within the last eight months. So, um, wow, it's uh, it's uh, oopsies, but uh, I don't know. I just I just love movies and they're so fun, and I think actors are incredible. That's why. And speak actually, this was this is right during the strike yeah, too. Yeah. So go writers and actors strike. Go go go. Get your oh my gosh yeah. Get okay, we support the strike on this podcast. We for, support for, for the anybody who doesn't strike. know. For anybody who doesn't know, um, the SAG after I'm pretty sure is an acronym, but it's basically the Actors Guild has recently gone on strike. But I'm pretty sure we're over a hundred days in the writers' strike. Oh man! Oh well, considering Which so is this episode lot. is gonna come out on like on what the the eighteenth of August. So hopefully, because yeah. this will be that'll be a while now. So hopefully, something happens and something will have happened. Hopefully, yeah. But basically, I hope we're not living under a rock. But in case this isn't like your cup of tea to keep up with, that's totally fine. 
basically the Writers Guild of America went on strike because the um, not only is it not only a living wage anymore for writers because jobs are being stolen by AI. Mm-hmm. Um, and my stance on AI is that you can't replace human creativity. You can't you can't train AI to be creative like humans can. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I think AI in certain contexts is unethical because you can only train it with data that already exists. And mm. what else are you going to train it with than someone's writing? Yeah. Someone's art. You know, stuff that is already out there. And unless it's protected, then it can't, you know. But AI is using a lot of things, like the systems that this uh, Google Sheets uses to, you know, track the tags on it, to populate the pie chart. Mm -hmm. That's an AI. Mm -hmm. That's a program. Yeah. That's, you know, so in, in data situations, I have nothing against it. Um, but it's when you, because it really is efficient, it's a great invention, but yeah. when you, it's used creatively. So back to the point, the Writers Guild of America went on strike, which doesn't include just film writers. It includes authors. It includes journalists and in, like anybody who's part of the guild, mm-hmm. um, basically went on strike. And that means that they aren't going to work until someone, <laughs> Get their act together yeah. until the union negotiates better terms because the writers aren't being paid fairly and or enough yeah. for the work that they're doing. They are being paid, but it's not proper for yeah. So the whole bunch of contract messes, and then the actors' guild went on a strike with them. Um, the day that Oppenheimer and Barbie had their red carpet premiere, yeah, I remember, and that. the cast of Oppenheimer walked out of the carpet yeah walked out of the red carpet yep because the deal because the the um what is it called the outlines of the strike you can't work for you know you can't get paid to do filming or whatever you can't promote a movie or a show that is on this list Mm -hmm. right like these companies you can't deal with them other companies you're fine. Like the company that, um, the indie film company that did Sound of Freedom, any of those actors, they might be part of the guild, but they can totally talk about that movie and promote it all they want. Mm-hmm. But the other, um, the other companies, you can't yeah. deal with. And I'm pretty sure I There's saw also, a headline somewhere that like yeah. A24, the production company, like already figured out the terms and met the terms of the strike. So I'm pretty sure A24 yes. actors and films can go ahead and do that, which I mean, good for them. Also, yes. A24 films, oof. Um, oh my God, they're so good. But like, but like, I'm pretty sure to- that guy is Chris Nolan's, Chris, Christopher Nolan's brother. I'm pretty sure that's who it is. Oh, that'd be fun. I have no idea. I'm not, well, you know, I think it's related somehow relevant to Christopher Nolan. Gotcha. Please correct me if I'm wrong, anybody. But, um, yeah, A24 films are fabulous. Mm-hmm. If anybody hasn't seen them, go do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, that's all it took. Mids- that's mid- all it took. Midsommar is so good. Right! Like, it's just the companies that are being pricks, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah. It, it also it. affects, it also affects, like, influencers mm-hmm. who do, like, paid content or promotional content for different, like, shows and stuff because anybody who wants to be a part of the the union in the future mm-hmm. 
if they have a history of working or promoting on struck projects or companies, they will get blacklisted from the union. Yeah. They cannot join exactly. because they violated the terms X amount of years ago. That goes for dozens of union guidelines, by the way. Um, and that's why having an agent helps you in Hollywood because they know what you can and can't do. Yeah. Um, and they work with you and the company, but they're like the middleman. But, um, yeah, so the, the, the film company executives... I don't know if you guys know this, but Bob Iger, who's the CEO of Disney, mm-hmm. makes, like, crazy amount of money. He makes, like, double digits in billions of dollars yeah. um, a year. And this is a man who has, and I quote, this is a, Google it, this is a direct quote from him. The writers and actors are being um, unreasonable in the demands that they have. I'm like, really? Wow. Excuse me? How unreasonable is it to ask for a, you know, a living wage in, you know, the work that you do? Mm -hmm. Really? And not, like, you know, getting your face stolen and used on AI for, like, you know, generations to come and for free and yada yada, all that stuff? Like, that's so unreasonable. Oh my god. I I can't even imagine. Yeah. You're telling me (laughs) that man can't afford it? (laughs) (laughs) Right. And an important note is also, like... I've seen a lot of people, like, boycott Disney+, Plus, boycott Peacock, boycott Paramount. Like, all these streaming services, don't do it. The Actors Guild will say when they call for a boycott of streaming services. And it's probably coming soon. But we don't know yet. But actually continuing to watch their shows does help continue to put money in someone's pocket that worked for that. Mm -hmm. Yes, it also pays a CEO. And that is an unfortunate byproduct because he's in the position. Yeah. But it does still help the filmmakers. It still helps the actors. There are different contracts based on when a film is finished and then when it's put to a streaming service because there are different residuals and different, like, monthly payments and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that's complicated. Um, but you might, you might not be having a lot, but unless they call for a strike, don't do it. Um, and by us talking about Barbenheimer, for example, both those movies, you know, if we were part of the guild, that would be different, but we're not. But even if we wanted to be in the future, we were just talking about directed movies. Oopsies. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but, but we're not in violation of anything because we're not being paid paid to talk about it yeah. at all this is no. not a paid promotion of any kind this is just us talking this, this is like if we did like a, a reel or something this, this isn't even a paid podcast like we don't get paid for this this is no complete if we if we ever started doing bonus content then yes legit technically i guess we'd get paid but we make no revenue from this we make no income from this like we don't have enough listeners to do that no, yeah. at this point so it's, it's this is <laughs> but we're very grateful for all of you that very very listen and it's awesome I'm so, happy yeah, just to have listening to one this, listener. Like, support I'm just the writer strike. Support the actor strike. Yes, absolutely. It's very important. But, um, I'm pretty sure that the season, the next season of Stranger Things, got pushed to like, um, like four or five years from now to begin filming. Oh man! Because of this, not just because of the actors, but because of the writers, because they're still in development stages. Yeah. They're supposed to start filming. Yeah. Um, same with Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Which I can't believe they're still making that show. I it's can't so stupid. Anyway, I, Stranger Things too, but I don't keep up with it, so I don't know who's still there. Yeah. I know who's not, but I don't know who is. Um, <laughs> it's but um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like those those actors like are like late twenties now. Mm-hmm. Definitely for Euphoria, but it's gonna be interesting. Day is gonna be like twenty eight or something by the time they film. Yeah, and I'm like, huh? Millie Bobby Brown, 
She's like a year older than I am or something. She could be popping out children by the time they film. Oh, Trinity God. Things. <laughs> I hope she's, not. <laughs> she's married. Oh, you're... Or engaged. I don't know if she got married or not. Oh, you're right. Yet. I forgot about that. But, like, it's very viable. By the time they start filming Stranger Things, Millie Bobby Brown will be pregnant and popping out children. Damn. I know. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's insane. That I don't scary? want. I don't want to think about the people that. People our age are getting engaged... Or married. I I have I have I have birthing I have a, whole humans. I have a friend of mine who they're getting married next year. Like like she's know, like a year older like, than me. Oh. Well, then they just get, doesn't she just get proposed to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. So it's, it's you were there for yeah yeah I, yeah. I was at the proposal. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> she's. I was. I think I was gonna say this is the same person you told me about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was at the proposal. No, like... I was there, but it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's insane. But so yeah, so let's just hope it all gets resolved very quickly and on the terms that you know that are good for everybody. Um, and just yeah, you know that the CEOs Honestly, and the companies the aren't stupid. Billionaires can take it. Yeah, billionaires can take billionaires it. Billionaires can we take it. it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't think anybody listening to this <laughs> podcast is a billionaire, so I think we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you are, yeah, if you are, come fund us. Come give us money. It'll support. I'll give you my PayPal. <laughs> it'll give us. It'll support two college students. That I still have somebody to, need pay, to pay for college. <laughs> <laughs> Billionaires, where are you? <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode about movies. It was insane. And um, yeah, how they influenced our writing. I hope you have got to see Barbie and Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. They're both fabulous movies. Absolutely. Um, and I recommend them both. Yeah, me too. And Frozen. Watch Frozen. And Frozen. And Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That's a good movie too. And all the movies. So if you ever want to come talk I movies, see if... <laughs> come talk movies. I want to see if we can find a movie on this list that you would have to convince me to watch. Like, I'm genuinely curious um... if there's any... Oh no! Well, I can give you another one. Um, crap! I'm gonna have to look up the actor. But the the movie. <gasps> oh my gosh, Lonnie! You haven't seen the third How to Train Your Dragon movie? No. <gasps> Oopsies. <laughs> Not bad. I got to the H part in the list, and I see five stars on the first one, four stars on the second one. Which, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> I like the second one more than the first, but that's only because the animation is glowed up. Uh-huh. Um. Because the the production of Tangled and uh, Brave was happening around here, gotcha. and that was when their programs for hair animation were improving. Ah, uh, so I see. that's why Hiccup's hair is like so good now that he's like when he's flying. Gotcha. I'm like, mm, chef's kiss. Yeah, it took me. It just took me so long to see the second one. I think I saw the second one when the third one was coming out. That I just it kind of just went over my head. Not that I don't want to. It's just it's just I haven't had a chance to go see it. So I don't know. Um, I think it came out in 2019. I think the third one came out in 2019, and I went and saw it in theaters. Mm. I remember it very vividly. I had Ben and Jerry's like 20 minutes before I watched this movie. Nice. It was so good. But um, a a movie a movie you should see because I think it'd be up your alley is a movie called Allied. Um, I think it's on Paramount. It's uh, Brad Pitt and oh, I'm gonna mess up this name. Marion Cotillard. Cotillard, I think. Okay. Maybe it's French or it's I don't know. Um, uh, but it's a it's a uh kind of oh it's a World War Two spy romance movie. Um, fantastic! Ooh. I sat there at I the ending and sobbed my eyes out. 
I bawled for 20 minutes at the ending. Um, and it was just, it was just very, very well wow. done. Um, and it's, it, it's, it's, it was kind, it was kind of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but on a slower, more romancy speed and less action. Um, so it was very, very, I like that. very, very fun. Very, very interesting. So. Anyway, that was it. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll look for a movie and I'll see if I can find one that you may not like and be like, hey, you should watch this one. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. But anyway. I love the, I waited 15 years for this on Incredibles 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did really enjoy Incredibles 2, though. I had a fun time. Uh, I did see that one in theaters. Oh. That was great. Um, the note on Inspection Gadget. That's hilarious. I did not like Inspector Gadget. I didn't know. I was so confused. I, I was I like, don't even know what it is. It's it's a um uh is it Matthew Broderick? I think it is. Um it was it's just a dumb That name is familiar, but just, I don't know where I know him from. Oh yeah, Matthew Broderick was the guy hidden Ferris Bueller. The face is familiar, but I haven't seen the movie. Oh, you should see Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's so good. That one you'd have to drag me to see. <laughs> really? Okay, well you're gonna have to watch that one. Yeah. Because that is a top tier eighties <laughs> movie top tier i have a i had a lot of friends in high school that were like obsessed with it mm-hmm. the same friends that were very obsessed with the office gotcha and i don't like the office at all yeah and so i think just the association of the comedy like i'm just, I'm not a big comedy person unless it's comedy specials guys i want comedy recommendations for specials <laughs> not movies specials please thank you um, <laughs> I just, I just think Ferris Bueller's Day Off is iconic. Yeah. It is just iconic. It's. I'd watch fun. it with you. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll we'll watch Frozen and then we'll watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So perfect. Slime. Sounds good. Perfect. So. All right, guys. Um, our time is ending. Yeah. Anything you're working it's on? It's 11 p.m. Yeah. We're both. We're both. Um, are you back in school now? I'm about to be. I'm actually on vacation. Oh, that's fun. I am. I am on the southern. Eastern Shores. Oh, fun. I am traveling Not to school south, right but now. somewhere in the middle. So, heck yeah. Slay. Yeah, when does this come out? This comes out... The 18th? On... Yes, I will be on vacation. I will be on the beach, living my best life. Absolutely. If you follow my personal account, you'll see lots of bikini pictures. Because <laughs> I love the beach. <laughs> I love it. I will be I stuck in a car for two days, driving back to school. So, um, but my well, we do come back that weekend. But yeah, I think I'll be on the beach on Friday. Yeah, <laughs> my my school starts this. If if we're talking, if when this releases, my school starts the next Monday. So in a few days, which is terrifying. Yeah, mine doesn't start until next week. Mm, but anyway, yeah, I'm not working anything. We're both going back to school, so that's pretty much all we're doing now reading <laughs> watching movies yep watching movies the plan the plan is to keep you guys updated on um on here with our episodes yep we will make time and we will give you episodes if we can yep um and if we can yeah. bear with us we're college kids trying our best <laughs> so yep we've we've i'm proud of us we've only missed or skipped one episode i'm so proud of us We've been a little late on days, and that's mostly because I don't do well on editing in a timely manner, but uh, mm-hmm. we've only skipped one, and I'm very proud. All good. So, so yeah. We, but I, don't, I think we've only been late by, like, over eight hours. Yeah. Once. I think most of the time we get it within, like, two or three hours. Yeah. Of the target. Yeah. One time we did it the next morning. Yeah. 
yeah, it's because the library closed down and I didn't have a computer. So that one sucked. But but back at school, I will be, uh, well, I mean, these will be edited before I go back to school. But at school, I will have ready access to many computers with many programs. So I will be Amazing. good to go. And you won't have to go to the studio to record if you bring a mic with you. Yeah. You can do it right in here. Nope, that's my plan. I will be bringing my mic back back to my house and I will be recording at home. So it'll be great. It'll be so much fun. Amazing. So. Well, thank you guys for listening, especially to this very not, very off-topic whole episode. I This will be an interesting <laughs> one to write the description for. <laughs> but it's very entertaining. But uh, we hope you enjoyed. We hope you enjoyed this little different, this d- different episode. And we will see you next time. Yes, we will. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can give us a follow over on Twitter at BNHD, the books pod, behind without the vowels, for live updates and contact with us. And you can rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you want to support me on Instagram, you can find me at larissagalt.author and my books and links at www.larissagaltauthor.com. And you can find me on Instagram at LJ underscore writes with two S's. This podcast is hosted by Larissa Galt and LJ Elizabeth, edited by LJ Elizabeth with music by Larissa Galt. Logo is designed by Susan Markloff.